KHEN is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Well, welcome, friends, back to the old K-Hen caboose. Uh, we've got some some coal in the coal stove back here. It's burning. We're feeling a little bit warmer than we did before. And uh, we got Rick White up in the head end of this train. And um, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, P.T. Wood is with us. And it's just such a pleasure to hear his views on all this. Because he's, I think, one of the few county commissioners out there who spends a lot of time really looking at railroad, railroad issues, things we can do, what's, you know, what's happening in the railroad land. So we're especially happy to have him. Well, let's jump right into it. PT, are you, you're hearing all this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. That's oh, good. Yeah. Well, when we've had various representatives of the Soloyev family on here, We've heard of some criticism of our county commissioners in this part of the world. Their unwillingness to um, look at their idea for this tourist train network that would move all through Colorado, move over to Dotsero, and then move eventually south. And when he has an idea like that, that family, they get an idea. And by golly, they're going to do it. I mean, they had the idea of the uh, Pueblo to central Nebraska train, which they just now run. They came in when you've got that kind of money and bought it and set it up and they're running it. Now they've they've bought a big chunk of the old uh, San Luis Southern, what used to be the UP run all across the valley down there. So that's part of this idea that they have of this tourist train network. I think it's fascinating to think about it. Mm -hmm. PT, what do you think? You know, it's interesting to Consider the possibilities, right? This is obviously the railroad was one of the, the reason that Salida here was established, right? We're a railroad town. With a lot of the stuff we do now, we're tourism driven and folks, they drive their cars up from Denver or the Front Range, from Kansas, from Texas, Oklahoma, all those places. And yeah. Maybe if they could jump on a train right up to Salida and jump off, that would be a, a something they'd be um, excited to to do. Like you were saying, those guys, they bought the line over La Vida Pass into the San Luis Valley recently, and they're trying to see if they can't get that back up and running. And that might be a, 
kind of an experiment for them, right? If they can pull that one off, maybe Tennessee pass TPL becomes another option for them and something that becomes interesting. Again, as we were talking earlier, I think the finances are going to be really, really challenging. But then, you know, those folks, they're, they got a lot of money. So maybe it's like, you know, for me, going out and building a highway may be too much, but I could probably put in a sidewalk out in front of my house. So, <laughs> yeah. um, maybe, you know, maybe that's the analogy there for the. That's a good analogy. Wasn't it his nephew who said uh, on this show one time, he said, yeah, well, if we wanted to do something or another, we would just do it. He said, if, if, if we needed to buy oh, a quarter of the state of Colorado, we'd just buy it. Now, he was somewhat being facetious. But somewhat not, you know, it's yeah. you've got a lot of money. You can you can do a lot of things. The second part of that is how do folks in uh, in Chafee County feel about doing it? You could envision something like what they do in uh, my, my daughter's town down there. I guess they may stay in maybe a motel or something in Canyon City. Mm-hmm. But then they, they get on the train in Canyon City and just run that as their their tourist train day. So you could run to, um, well, run to Salida, spend the night in Salida. Where would they spend? Could they spend the night? Yeah, I think there, yeah, there's always that, that option for sure. Most of our hotels are out on the highway. So, you know, you have to get a little transport out there, but that's something we always talked about with the city is if we could run a, you know, a shuttle up and down F street to help, uh, bring in some of those folks staying out on the highway downtown easier. Certainly rental bikes, that kind of things help. The summer before the COVID outbreak, we were running a, uh, with the Chafee shuttle folks doing a little loop system from the highway yes. downtown. Yes. So that's, I mean, those things are totally doable. I think the more important question is how do the communities feel about this? And as anybody that's been in the valley for a long time, anybody that was here before 97 can remember when the trains came through town and they're, they're pretty noisy. You're, you hear them coming and then they, oh, yeah. they toot their horn and make sure you, you know, they're coming, right? Right. Yep. Um, Salida, at least towards the end, uh, the DNRG and their trains through, they'd usually come through between midnight and 5 a.m. So most everybody in town got a little wake-up call sometime between midnight and 5 a.m. Right. <laughs> uh, particularly those folks along Sackett. And then even uh, well, towards the end of the train, I was living over on uh, Park Avenue on the eastern side of town. And it occasionally it felt like that train was going to come right through your house. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What was the name of that engineer, Vesnow, uh, railroad engineer? You, that's why he said that he felt he was the uh, grandfather of, of all the newborns because he he woke up these married couples at about 6 a.m. as he yep. tooted the horn come, coming through. That doesn't sound like a very good hour for romance, but maybe it is. <laughs> anyway, kind of fun. He was fun. Getting back to that big vision. If the big vision were to couple up with the, as you say, the the uh, oil train people, well, you you would be back in business. Now, at that point, I suppose you'd have some uh, pretty serious opposition because right now, the how many bookings a day 
do they have out of the lower of, of that run? I mean, they do. Well, you've got Canyon City. You've got uh, Rack and Rail. You've got around the corner there by the prison. I don't know. What would be your guess? There could be a lot, a, a lot of trains coming through here. That's the question. Um, sure. Not long before DNRG sold to UP, they were there were days they were running thirty trains through here. Oh yeah, it was it was hectic. And I think with the oil trains in particular, they're talking something like about that number thirty thirty ish trains, uh, thirty hundred car trains a day would be pretty disruptive and uh, wreak havoc on our valley. That's for that's for darn it, it sure. Would. It would. Aren't we moving away from fossil fuels here? What What's going on with getting all this infrastructure going for uh, waxy crude? Yeah, I think it might be kind of the last gasp of a dying industry. It'll be interesting to see in 10 years how many people are still actually driving gasoline vehicles. And I was listening to a guy talking about that from the energy office and saying that his feeling was by 2035, it'd be about as hard to find working gas pump as it is to find an EV charger right now. So that shift is going to happen. And, you know, we're going to be pulled along that road, kicking and screaming, you know, either way. And it will dry up the the need for those, especially really, really hard to extract oil and gas sources. So, I think that's one of the things with that Uinta line is it's of dubious need, right? You know, and I'm no expert on this stuff, but I spend a lot of time reading it about it and thinking about it. I think that that is one of the industries that has enough money to actually reinvigorate the, the Tennessee Pass line and to run trains over it. Who knows? And then what about his idea of these little tourist trains running like down to Alamosa, up to Salida, over to uh, Mintern, maybe through the big tunnel, although that seems to be a big maybe these days. I don't know why, but it is. Do we have that kind of demand? What about canyons? Uh, They seem to, they've got a big train there. They run it a a lot, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And he would fight, well, he could fight, but the Surface Transportation Board wants to keep all lines competitive. They wouldn't shut him down, I don't think. Rick, go ahead. What were you you were saying? This is just for our listeners. Um, Canyon City is a town about 50 miles from Salida, and they run a very nice tourist train out of there called the uh, Royal Gorge uh, Railroad. And uh, I think they do two trains a day. And if you're a rail fan, that is one that you want to take in. The Royal Gorge train through the Royal Gorge of Colorado. I've done it. I know Forrest has done it. And uh, it's something for a train lover to put on their bucket list. And while you're there, come visit us in Salida. We'd love to see you. But you're going to have to drive up here. We'd buy them a beer. I'd. I was going to say, that, that's a great ride through the Royal Gorge. And a handful of years ago, right, kind of when they started up, FIBARC, which is first in boating on the Ark, which is our local whitewater festival, it's been going on. This will be the 
75th year this summer, actually, did uh, their pro raft race through the Royal Gorge for a few years there. And I was lucky enough to be the guy announcing that. And so I got to ride through the Royal Gorge following the raft racers on the train, uh, giving a little color commentary. It was one of my favorite things I've ever done, just a, just oh. a hoot. But I think Forrest was asking about these little commuter trains, tourist trains, and they get enough folks to keep that Royal Gorge rail running. They run the ski train from Denver up to Winter Park, and that one, they they only run that twice a week for the, the main winter months, maybe uh, January, February, March. But they can fill that one up, so maybe there is demand for it. I was trying to do some numbers in my head and how many people you need to put on a train to to pay for it and i'd i'm gonna have to break out a calculator to pull that off but it's expensive to run you got to get a lot of folks on those trains but i spent the 80s in durango colorado going to fort lewis college down there and being a ski bum and they have the train from durango to silverton that thing was it was packed every day you know they run that year-round pretty much and folks love riding on trains they do we do why else do we have this show although we you know we obviously cover other well we and then we didn't get to the politics but we've still got some time where's the politics falling down on this do we expect to, the legislature to jump in here and be in, in favor of getting rail going you know are they going to be there for the front range? You know, I think the, again, like we were talking the last half hour, I think that front range I-25 corridor rail is going to be the priority. The Tennessee Pass line is super challenging uh, to run trains on to that short section from Canyon to Park, Canyon City to Parkdale is being used by the gravel guys and by the tourist train down there. So there's a little bit of a clog on that end of the of the rail. The folks up at uh, Beaver Creek and Edwards, they have that tram that comes right out of downtown Avon there that is right off the tracks. I don't know how you're going to get a train without reconfiguring some of that stuff. The main access to uh, that big hotel in downtown Avon there, you have to go across the tracks and i think that's the really challenging at grade crossing they went to they fought with the puc over that for a long time to get that thing and that's if a train runs through there that's going to shut down that hotel in some way so anybody that wants to run a train over the tpl is going to be in for a bit of a fist fight i'd say well plus whoever owns all of the all the tourist trains south they're going to have to deal with uh, rock and rail. Although rock and rail, they say, they don't run anything after midnight. They mm -hmm. start everything before midnight and they're done before dawn. So, One of the other really big questions around the, the whole Tennessee Pass line is in the kind of the heart of a lot of our towns, Salida, BV, Minturn, there are these large unused rail yards that are a little bit of a a blight on our municipalities, frankly, you know, just growing weeds out there right now. Yeah. After 25 years of those guys just ignoring this stuff, it might be time to push the UP to 
to deal with their mess and take care of it. Well, this last group leased it. They don't seem to know what they're doing. We're talking about the the Rio Grande Pacific. There are mm-hmm. two of them. They've got one is the Rio Grande Pacific. One is the Rio Grande Western. And yet they're distinct rail groups, and they have their different views. As I say, you've got yep. Solovia with his expansive views, and and he loves this stuff. He loves these trains. He loves this area. He even made offers to uh, buy the uh, Canyon City route at one mm-hmm. time. They they didn't listen to him. Do we have enough money in just pure love of rails? The loving the rails, loving the trains, all those things, that doesn't really buy trackage, right? I mean, it you can love it as much as you want, and it doesn't pay the bills. I, I don't know. I love Ferraris, but I can't afford one. This is it's an evolving and ongoing conversation. There's new things happening all the time with the with the Tennessee Path line. And I think there's a lot of folks taking a, a hard look at, you know, what the future of that that's gonna be. I think there's some great opportunities, potentially a commuter rail type of a scenario, or maybe it's uh agricultural products being moved through here and maybe it's a it's a trail almost anything other than it just sitting there rail bank not doing anything will be an improvement i'm a big bike guy i love riding my bike getting out and i wouldn't mind being able to go out back to the distillery here and jump on my bike and ride it over to dot Cerro and jump on a raft and go float down the Colorado or something, oh, yeah. you know. I get to the be... Gulf of New Mexico doing that yeah. if I tried hard enough. Take but... you a while. Yeah, it yeah. take me a while. You know, <laughs> I got nothing but time on my hands though, Forrest, so you know, no problem. Yeah. The people the UP sold it to or leased it to, they have none of that vision at all. I did finally get an interview with her, but she wouldn't go on Cahan. But they yeah. have none of that vision at all no they're just waiting to see if there's an oil play yeah they're waiting for the oil play doesn't seem imminent to me i think that you went to line is going to be tied up in court for for years and years it goes it cuts through a about a 12 mile section a roadless area between price and vernal there up in the uh, national forest and the, that's pretty controversial I don't know if you've ever been through that canyon that they're planning on putting that through, but man, that's a beautiful part of the world that I'm not sure you can improve on it by running oil trains through there. So it's, uh, yeah, boy, there's a lot. I think there's probably more questions than answers out there around most of this stuff, I would say. Yeah, I would say too. Part of the reason it's fun to do this show is we get people like yourself on here to talk about what they do think is going to happen. You know, I think the biggest issue is um, around political will will be the, uh, especially on the TPL, will be the amount of development and growth that's edged up on the railroads in the last, on the Tennessee Pass line in the last 25 years since it hasn't been used. While there are still a handful of folks around that remember when the railroad ran through here, I think there's probably a lot more that don't. 
convincing those folks that uh, a train ripping through your town at 2 a.m. with a horn going full blast is a good idea. It's going to be, that's a reach, I'd say. I'd like it. But, <laughs> well, this has been fascinating. Just having you in the county commissioner's seat there is really going to be interesting because you you pay attention to this this wide range of topics like this, which are not normally anybody pays attention to that stuff. It's just, and of course, we're in such a time of change. Oh my God! As you say, have a hard time finding a a gasoline filling station in a few years. What would that mean? Right. Okay. Quickly, what's next for you? Oh, man, I'm just trying to learn this county commissioner job and figure it out. I have started some conversations with other county commissioners and some folks about the TPL, though, and starting to gather a little information and, uh, you know, see if there are any opportunities over the next few years. So we'll keep doing that. Are you going to invite Soviev to come over? I might do that. That's not a bad idea. Thanks, P.T. Wood, for being our guest here. Let's close the show down. <clears throat> Why don't we all hop high? Well, if we all say highball, we'll know we're going to close till we open up again. Okay, one, two, three. Highball. 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 Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.